I actually asked you, and you've lived in Richmond how long? Eight of one of y'all. Four years. Four years, and you've been here? Well, I moved here in 97. Okay. But I have seven, eight years stint in LA. Okay. So even being here that long, do you really know all your resources here? No. Right. These are not all of them. You know a lot of them. No, 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 not at all. Not at all, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So you, can you imagine that somebody that's actually going through suicidal thoughts or going through um, a really dark time, you know, you think about a busy day when you're trying, you're, you're having her or having someone help you because you can't take it on, and now all of a sudden you've got this black wall in front of you and you're supposed to be able to know your resources. You know? Well, how do they find you? So, um, one, we're doing the podcast, we do newsletters that get out to people, um, communication, people tag us and everything now. Um, people's eyes are opening by us starting conversations, um, by us posting things all the time and talking about it. Um, we teach classes. So I'm actually a trainer now for the American Foundation for Suicide. Uh, so I teach, uh, teach safe, talk, uh, safe talk classes that helps people um, see the signs, know the signs, and know the correct dialogue of how to talk. Uh, which is really important. And what are the signs? So signs can be all kinds, but usually um, missing work. So let's say you have um, employees that are she missing work a lot. Yeah, uh, and they're late all the time. Um, they're moody. They're they're not. Uh, maybe their potential is a ten, and all of a sudden they're dropping down to a two, um, and, and just something is not right. So it's pulling them, doing your one-on-ones with them, but doing a little different and saying, hey, I've noticed a little something different about um, how you're acting here lately. Um, and you know, you, you ask them to tell you more. So that, that was what our whole show was about, was tell me more. So instead of you having to know everything, you just ask them, let them speak, and those signs will start coming out. You know? And then you just ask the direct question, as uncomfortable as it is, you're, are you thinking of suicide? You know, and you would be surprised how many people will say yes. What are the stats actually? Well, you have one in five um, deal with mental health, mental illness. One in 20 think suicide thoughts. One in 20. For adults, it's, um, we're the, it's number 10 killer for adults. For children and teens, it's the number two. So you can imagine with your kids, and um, let's say that your your people that are working for you are okay, but then they might be dealing with this at home undercover and don't even know. So I know that we're we're going live. A welcome today. Um, we're excited to have you guys here. Um, you're just kind of like sitting in and watching what we're doing right now. We're we're actually going to do a podcast, so you're just looking through the window and kind of watching what happens. Um, behind the scenes. So we're excited to have you here. And uh, so I'm gonna, we're gonna start in just about a second, actually. We have Patrick Hall right here. Patrick is an American entrepreneur based in Richmond, Virginia. He is known for founding GetLoaded.com. He has re revolutionized the logistics for the freight matching service for long haul truck drivers. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> that, that is a mouthful, <laughs> but you got it out. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, you, you read a little bit about it. I, I've been an entrepreneur since college, so I never actually had a, a real job, as you would say. I, I started a business in grad school. Uh, uh, I, I started uh, a company called Cyber Gear, 
back to our early days on the internet. And at one point, I realized there was this new um, type of model coming out called platforms and uh, exchanges. And that's where I started looking, investigating different industries for um, where I wanted to go and build one. And that's where each party needs to, that needs a service puts information on it. So you put the platform together, and they come and pay for the service. And that's how I started BitLoan.com. Wow, amazing. Yeah, it's it's amazing what other people can do. You know, uh, just the, the creativity and the mindset where me, that just, I could never imagine doing that. Just like I can, on my side, of trying to do the things that we do, right? From hair and... <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so I have you here. You came to our last show and um, we're so excited that you came and that you're um, wanting to be a part of it for next year. Um, what drew you into Runway to Life? What did you enjoy? Well, what drew me in, I, I, when I sold BitLoan, um, one of the things I wanted to do was give back to the community. So I formed a foundation. So every year I look for worthy causes. I try to find causes that have entrepreneurial um, activities with them, but you know that's, that's hard to find. Mm -hmm. So then I look for, for um, causes that are dear to me. And when I came across your, your charity, um, uh, it reminded me of some of the issues I had. My mother, she, she had dementia. Illness and it was pretty tough for our family for about seven years before she died. So I can relate to it. I thought that it was a worthy cause, and that's what attracted me to want to do uh, just for that. Well, awesome. That's that's great. You know, I've told you too that you know my mom. That's kind of what drew me in was in, in starting this is not knowing enough. Um, I think so many of us um, when we are dealing with situations, whether it's our family that are going through things or um, work. Uh, work workforce or friends. Um, sometimes we don't know, so we kind of back up from it and we push things away. And not that that's wrong, it's just that we don't know any better. And that's what's been great about this is that I walked forward and instead of walking away, I wanted to learn as much as I could about mental health, not really knowing anything. And um, so now we are, we are teaching classes and training people in our community. Um, we actually started teaching um, hairdressers a couple years ago and because it's the one industry that we're sitting behind the chair and we're having conversations with everybody. Makes sense. Right? So why not train people to see signs while they're in the chair? And um, it's kind of blossomed where now we're starting to uh, train bartenders. We're going to put a class out in a, a couple months to start training our bartenders because they are another one that listens to so many people, right? Um, but yeah, um, I think it's great uh, that you are, that you're helping out so much with the community and, um, and that's great, uh, you do. So tell us a little bit about other things that you do. Well, I mean, as my, when I sold GitLove.com, at that point I sold to a public company and I, and I kind of became an investor for almost a decade. Right. Um, and, uh, but now I'm back in the trenches. I'm, I'm starting a, a cybersecurity company um, and uh, it supports betting people. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't kind of, they don't seem like they go together, but uh, right. they're both interesting. They're both technology companies. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So do you, you travel all over, don't you? And well, I, I've been traveling a lot, but I'm, I'm basing the operations here in Richmond, so I plan on being there a lot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so last time you also brought a, a crew of uh, people to the show, I know. Um, uh, I think you brought some people from work. 
right and some positive. Twenty people. Yeah, yeah, that was great. They loved it. They loved it. They loved it. Yeah. Uh, I think that is when when I started training and doing classes, um, and you may see this too as you, as you start coming in and and being more involved or or just even watching uh, some of the things that we're doing, it'll educate you even more and more when your eyes start to open and see things. And when I started to educate, be educated in it, um, I realized that even my own employees were dealing with um, depression. And even at the time, out of 24 employees, I had two that were suicidal. And I had no idea until I knew. So I think that this is what's so great about us doing this is even with our sponsors and people that are um, being a part of the show, that it is continually educating them, whether you're inside the class or not, because one, we're starting dialogue, we're talking and having a conversation. And that's what this is all about. It's for people to watch what we're doing and go into their workplaces and in their families and speak. So I'm just curious, how else do you start that? Besides, you've got hairdressers and you have bartender training and what else you well, this is going on our third year, so it's definitely growing. Um, we started a newsletter, so that way everyone uh, that came to the show would get content. And in that newsletter, it will have, whether it has resources that are on there, they can click to. And the newsletters are emailed, which is great. They can click to the source and go to the resources, as well as the um, uh, any events that are going on in the city. They can go to those. Cause when you're dealing with any type of mental health or mental illness, or even at, if you've dealt with suicide and you've walked through that or you've been through it, it is great to be surrounded by other people. And there are so many great resources, just like NAMI, National Alliance of Mental Illness. Um, we just uh, started a new program where we're actually gonna start going into churches and we are gonna train the leaderships in the churches because that is really the, the number one place where people will start to go whether they have faith or not, they will walk into a church because they are at a uh, point in their life that, that, um, that they are just crying out for help. And so we want to train our churches and our pastors and leadership teams um, to be able to have the verbiage and to know what's going on in their own city instead of just pushing them out. So it's really exciting to watch this grow. And um, there's so many streams. Uh, that are opening up, so many doors opening up. Well, I'm curious because I myself, I have, I've had limited exposure to it through my mother, who right. exposed to mental illness, but when you're talking about training bartenders and, and preachers and, and hairstylists and, and what have you, what would you say to me, for example, like one, two, three, these are the three things to do, to look out for, and these are three things on how to handle it. Right. So signs to look for, um, usually like withdrawing. You'll notice that friends will withdraw. Um, you'll also notice Facebook. Facebook and social media is huge, but it doesn't always go that way. Um, there was a girl that actually took her life two days ago on social media and my name got tagged on it. So I went back and I looked at her Facebook and there was really nothing there um, but a loss of a love. So. Uh, there was one a couple weeks ago that also took their life, and it was uh, they changed the profile picture. So a lot of times you feel like you don't have an identity, you become a nuisance. The words, they will start speaking of those things, like I'm just in the way, 
people will say I'm sorry a lot. That doesn't mean that they are suicidal because they will say I'm sorry, but you can always tell someone that has high anxiety if they say I'm sorry a lot. Um, or they just, because you feel like, like you're in the way, you feel like you're just, you are the problem. So suicide becomes where if I can remove me, so I can remove the piece of the puzzle, the piece of the problem, and remove it out of your way, then I'm doing justice. I'm doing something good. I'm solving a problem. Just like as entrepreneurs, we solve problems every day. Um, to someone that's going through suicide or the, the thoughts of suicide, they are, it's not one thing. That, that's another thing. People uh, think that, one, that if you have a conversation like we are having and, and you are thinking suicide, by me talking to you, I will never put that thought in your head. I'm not that powerful. So that means that you've already had that thought, and by me having that conversation with you, I'm drawing it out, and having you able to speak about it, most likely you will talk yourself out of it. So you can imagine by us having these classes and conversations that by having more people aware that someone's not right, just it's not normal. So even so is there if a call line, uh, do call lines. Call lines. We uh, we do have call lines um, in Richmond. There is um, the, of course the one eight hundred number, but that we have uh, warm lines in Richmond. Um, so when you call a one, uh, the one eight hundred number for suicide, it actually goes to a main line out of state that will go into uh, getting you help somewhere. Um, but there's a, there's also a great text line. Um, and we'll place, those are actually put on our website as well. Um, so that way you can actually text now. And uh, so sometimes people don't want to call, but they may text. And it is a very serious app. They will, uh, they will text you right away and help you out. As well as there's an awesome app called My3. M-Y, the number three. And it's, if you are thinking that someone is having these uh, thoughts, have a conversation and just say, hey, look, you know, um, you're just showing some signs to me, just something's not right, and I'm just wondering, are you thinking about suicide? And I know that sounds so crazy, and that you think, oh my crazy, gosh, I could not do that. You, you know, one, yes, okay, you might offend someone, not really, because more than likely, someone's gonna second guess what they're doing. Well, maybe I need to, if they're not yeah, thinking wrong? that. What makes you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. what am I doing? You're gonna right? be showing signs. Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. my behavior? You might be withdrawing, you yeah, might uh, right, go right. into your room. If you're uh, my child, you might be, it's something that you're not normally doing. So it's not something that you're always doing. You might be uh, going to your room and, and um, not going out to hang out with your friends. And you know, um, during the winter time, would you believe, a lot of people think that uh, Christmas time is the highest rate for suicide. And actually it is during the spring. So now I'm not saying that during the holidays that we don't deal with seasonal depression and, and deal with suicides that happen or that we don't look at those and, and keep our eyes on people. That's not what I'm saying. But our, the rate, the high risk rate is actually during springtime. And the reason why is because during the warm, you think about when it's cold, right? Even today, it's a cold day. People are gonna go home, they're gonna snuggle, they nest. Think of a wounded animal. When it's wounded, it goes and hides in a dark place, and it may cover itself. So we are just like those animals. We will go, and we might watch Netflix, right? But we go into a warm place, and we're by ourselves with our 
um, with our hurt, with our pain. And then by springtime, you're invited to more places. Social anxiety can start up. Days are longer, you know, and then um, right now the days are shorter, so we're darker faster. Um, and allergy season, believe it or not. Swelling. What, what is that? Right, uh, you know, it, it's swelling. So you're, you know, people go through just a miserable thing, miserable pain, uh, any type of swelling. Um, and this is actually, you know, statistics. So it's just, it's, that's why it's so great right now by us even having these conversations right now to really get the word out during this time of the year. So that way you have your eyes out on people. You're already getting them help. And no matter if they are suicidal or not, um, Maybe they need just to see a counselor. Maybe they need to recheck their medicine. So. Well, I think you're doing a great job. So, and what what exactly got you into starting to know that? Um. So, uh, I would have to go back to an employee that worked with me, and um, she was an A plus uh, employee. She did everything she needed to, and. It started to drop all the things. Uh, she ended up being issues with some of the girls there, and I let her go. And after a year, she came back to me and just actually made a hair appointment to come in and um, gave me a hug, kind of just apologized for her actions. And she took her life three days later. And that just impacted me. And I also had a friend that also had, um, had killed herself, taken her life. and. Uh, I watched my mom go through depression, so I know that you also, you know, dealt with. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Because you can't do much about it. Right. And that's the thing, you you know, I'm talking to so many people um, that are going through it. I had a 65-year-old woman call me at the salon the other day and um, crying, and she was suicidal. Her son has four kids. Um, and her best friend had no idea, and I had to make phone calls. I had to get her trust first, and then to make those phone calls to, um, to them that had no idea. And the myth is, the signs are normally there. There's only 2% that do not show signs. And that is just, and usually if you really look back at those 2%, there's something there. Um, normally people will start showing signs six months ahead of time. And like you said, you asked, what do we, what do we look for? And, and it is their moods. It is their social media. Um, are they giving away items? Have they given away their cat? You know, uh, their favorite um, pins or favorite things. That is definitely something to look at. Are they getting rid of money? Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a kid giving away their favorite pet. Right. Yeah. But it'll also that'll also be something that that will save their life if it is something that they feel that um, they can't live without or that no one would be able to take them. So, but uh, lots of stuff that we're doing here, as you see. Um, but and what else are you guys doing? You've got the, the fundraiser in October. What? How else do you get generate support? Well, right now the the show is our big support right now. Um, there are things that we want to do. We want to be able to set up things where people can donate and help with Runway to Life so we can start doing more. Uh, we want to bring in more volunteers and more teams. Um, we've been asked to even do this in another state um, to broaden it out. Um, it's, it feels like it's going faster than we are, so I want to just you know make sure that we're doing things the right way um, than just to grow.
fantastic days. I want to be able to take care of the people. Well, you did a fantastic job last year. Well, thank you. We really enjoyed it. Um, as far as staffing, do you have staff? Do you have a team that works with you? Or are they just all volunteers? We have a lot of volunteers. We do have a, a small staff that help out, um, and uh, but really volunteers. Um, a lot of people, businesses in the communities, uh, we open up, and uh, last year we opened up our meetings, and any business owners or people that were in the community that wanted to be a part of this or give their time up could meet up, and it was a good way of networking. It was a great way of meeting people, just like I met you and Ryan. There's uh, so many people that we've met through this that you know their hearts are big, and um, everybody has different passions or, or different... Um, uh, not the word techniques, but uh, talent, you know, and what better way to bring, you know, I might be good, something, good at something that you may not be, but we're all coming together and we're bringing what we do best at and we're putting on an exceptional show. Um, that's what I'm good at. I'm good at delegating. So it's not that I put the show on. It's about meeting people, um, getting people to want to be a part of something. Make an impact on people's lives. Well, you're doing a great job. How many people showed up at the party? It seemed like there's a thousand. <laughs> we probably had, uh, I think it was over 750 wow. uh, for our, our second year. So we are hoping to definitely, uh, you know, uh, believe in uh, speaking words and we are going to, uh, you know, exceed that number. Absolutely. Are you going to do the little donate button on the Facebook page? Yeah, we'll have a donate button on there. Um, yes, on the Facebook as well as you can go on our One Way to Life page and you can donate on our website. So if anyone's interested, um, it does help with classes. It helps um, get more people out to be able to get the education out to, um, to more people in a faster rate. That is probably our biggest problem that um, I can even see where we have teams that are working that are taking phone calls in um, that are needing resources. So what I mean by that is Someone calls in and they're like, I, I need help. Um, so we're able to do the background work for it, to be able to, to, if they don't have insurance, find out where they need to go. And that's what we're already doing, but obviously it takes a little time to do those things. But when you are going through a, um, a dark, uh, dark spot in your life or really at that suicidal blackboard, you can't think. And how can we expect for someone to be able to be on hold and, you know, uh, they don't have insurance, go in to 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock, you know, and wait for, um, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a lot for that person. It's already a lot with everything that they have on their plate and in their mind. But if we can make this process a little more simpler for people, I believe it would save more lives. Well, how do you think you're going to do that? By having more people involved. By, obviously, by having more income being brought in, by having a bigger team, um, yeah, by, by taking me and making 40, 50 of me. <laughs> yeah, you got to duplicate yourself. I do, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, you, you've got me as a fan, and our foundation will support this, and uh, awesome. we're looking forward to this year. And, uh, I've, you know, I came here to this podcast, not sure, this I'm a you know, virgin at podcasting, it's my first one. So, um, actually, I'm learning everything about what I should have learned already before from One Way to Life, and I think it's fantastic. Well, great. I think one-on-ones are, are awesome, you know. Um, yeah, I haven't done networking meetings in a long time, but this is why you do things. And, 
you know, we don't realize what, who, who is in our community. There's so many great, talented people in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, yeah. You know, it really is. And we want to know who you are. So even if you feel like that you might be a good fit and you have something to bring and you like in the things that we're talking about here, you know, go online and you can email us. We want to know about you. We want to bring your talents in and have you be a part of all of this and help save more lives. So thank you very much for your time and for coming out here and uh, just being a part of what, what Run Like a Life is all about. Thank you for everything you're doing for this community. Thanks. Doing a great job. Well, now I know a lot more about what you do. Awesome. So as far as your call, do you have, a, do you have an actual call center? So I do or, they, or does it get routed to his home? Um, and let me stop this real quick so we can finish all that.